Faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Fuck yeah, Chris Shawback, what's going what on, going dude? What's going on, Pete? Playing with that playing tongue with over there. Tongue, dude. Always, You're like obsessed with that dude, thing, Dude, I always man. either play with the tongue or I fucking <laughs> do it. There's all, all kinds of stuff. I just fidget while we're hanging out. We do fun. get people that ask about all the shit that's on this table, man. We got a lot of cool stuff, and this is just a part of it. We keep rotating shit out. Right, hell yeah, dude. Got the poop like a champion still on the table. Yeah. Chris I, Benoit, got that fake tongue over there that like, you're obsessed with. I feel like this tongue's going to give me coronavirus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch it. You better watch it. We're doing that Tuesday thing, bringing in another episode for you with episode 89. 89. One step closer to the big 100, man. It's going to be crazy to even think that uh, we've done that many of these shows, brother. Dude. It's been a trip so far. Yeah. It's been a trip. Yeah, we've had a lot of funny moments doing this and definitely going to be fun to do the 100th. And and that's going to be awesome doing that one. We're recording it in May, but it'll be available June 4th, right. which will be uh, that first episode of June. And it'll be the 100th. And we'll be in here with Black Crypt Podcast doing an episode on demonic possession. It's going to be sick. And have Christopher St. Booth. Yes, sir. Talking to us. Christopher is all about the paranormal and the Booth Brothers stuff. That's where the uh, the exorcism box came from. That's right. Chris, yeah, yeah. That's right. And he's (laughs) a great dude. We interviewed him at the Dark History Convention, and then we're going to get him back, and he'll be on that 100th episode with us. So that'll be really cool. Uh, Getting a bit concerned about everyone freaking out about that coronavirus, though. If you put it in perspective with the flu, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. The problem is, you know, of course, the media just hyping that shit up. I mean, really, just wash your fucking hands and stay home if you're sick. Uh, just listen to Murder Mental Mayhem. I mean, we got 88 episodes <laughs> right now. Uh, that's a lot of hours, dude. You could be home chilling with Doing your nothing. coronavirus shit. And just jamming the fuck out and I'm puking a, and pooping or whatever you're doing. I'm more of a Dos Equis when I drink Mexican beer. Dos Equis? Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, man, if you're sick, uh, just stay home and keep your, you know, wash your dirty ass and <laughs> listen to Murder Metal Mayhem. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that, you know, that coffee table book that should be nowhere near a coffee table would be a great thing to do while you're homesick. Activities, man. Color, do word it. search, keep you busy for hours, man. A little bit of reading. That's right. That's right. Uh, last week was a good one on the Codex Gigas, the fucking Devil's Bible, man. That was a good episode, I thought. Uh, it was nice, though, to get back in here to Horns High. We'd been off for a couple weeks, and it looks like you guys dug that episode at the end of, at the time of this recording. We just passed 800 listens, so thanks, guys, for checking that out. We had CK on there, Chris, with us. As always, talking, talking some at, at the gates. Yeah, that in, was cool. I didn't know much about them, so that was interesting. And he's always got the metal news, what's coming up, releases, shit coming out. He's just the man. Yeah, yeah, he's got a new one tonight, too. Yeah, it's going to be a good one tonight for sure. 
Um, and of course, a good mayhem story I had that time with my dad shooting the coyote while we were eating <laughs> That's breakfast. Fucking hilarious! It was dude. good, Stand man. Stand up like, oh, there's one. Just pop. like, fuck it, yeah. That's awesome. Just zero fucks given, <laughs> for sure, with the old man. So it's a must here. Go check out episode eighty-eight. Now, speaking of CK, man, he had another health scare on us uh, yes. Friday of last week. I got a text from his wife Laura early. Uh, that he had a high fever. He was admitted to the hospital. And as you guys know, CK's been battling colon cancer for years and is one hell of a determined fighter against cancer. He doesn't talk about it much, and he's got that self-deprecating type humor. But, <laughs> my God, I mean, that guy has been through fucking hell and back. Yeah, and, I mean, if anybody sure deserves a fucking horn's eye, it's CK, man. He's Definitely. the man. He's fighting fucking literally for life for his life and he's been doing it for years and he takes it like fuck it like a champ and just like fuck it what am i gonna do i gotta do it but he's out there killing it still yeah so he's been thankfully was let out of the hospital the next day he's home recovering i talked to him uh the other day he's doing good um but of course you know he's gonna be ready for the metal segment and he's gonna do some underrated metal tonight the band toxic um, actually my former band played with them, uh, back in the day. Uh, and I remember those guys were really, really good. So I'm, oh, I'm anxious to hear what cool. he's got to say about them. So, uh, but tonight, dude, we've got a wild one with these two, Ray and Faye, the yeah. rhyming couple. All right. So they're the oldest couple to ever be on, be put on death row. Right. I was talking to somebody at work today about what we were doing and he's like how many couples have been put on death row that's a good question yeah i mean it can't be too many right. you wouldn't I mean, think i mean that's a pretty how small often does group a couple get put on death row right like, I, he said that and i'm just like like you said i'm just yeah. like what i have no idea that's yeah. a fucking stuff that i might want to fix like look yeah up, i'm sure there's on. a way to find it out or peter vronsky would probably be the one to right, ask right, or, or harold Schechter, one of the two like, or Catherine ramsland one of those three those phd types would be able to been tell put us. on death row yeah <laughs> so uh, the fact that yeah they were the oldest is is kind of even that smaller group for sure murdering senior citizens Killing drifters, man. So finally turning the tables on the drifters, Fucking man. Fucking hey, all you drifters out killing. We coming yeah. back for your ass. <laughs> Missouri style with Ray and Faye Copeland. So this is going to be a good one. Some down home killing the night. Should be a fun one. Right up our alley. We we love doing the more obscure, especially this one with the hillbilly friggin' crazy shit. And just so. the certain ties and everything is crazy. Once I started yeah. like looking at it, I didn't realize I know. so it's much. Really like, funny. What the fuck is happening? I know it is really funny. So there are a lot of cool coincidences and things with this that it's going to be fun tonight. And uh, we've got the big March Mayhem contest, Chris, finally starting tonight. I've been excited. Hell yeah. It's going to be fucking in. awesome, man. We've got, uh, you know, rolling it out tonight. It's a multi-week contest, four weeks. Going to start it out, Chris, with the slaying 16, going in eight matches. Yes, um, sir. So it's going to be a first. Uh, we've never done this before, and I still can't remember who suggested. It was Michael and Stacy. Oh, Stacey. it was Michael and Stacy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was I Michael remember and you mentioned them, but I wasn't sure it was that. So, okay. So, full credit to your brother and sister, Michael and Stacy Shawback, for giving us the idea to do this because I think it's a great idea. March Mayhem is our version of March Madness with the 16 serial killers. And so we've got uh, three people. 
three listeners that are going to be playing, and uh, we're going to talk about that. We go into the mayhem yeah, segment, but give you some more info on what's happening. Yeah, so you, me, and CK are going to be playing against each other, but we're playing, playing for, for the three listener. listeners, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, whichever one of us lin- wins, our listener wins with us, and so they'll get all the prize. Got we don't get shit. Oh, I got this shit. Yeah. I'm winning this. Oh, you're gonna win it? All right. Well, that's cool. I'm sure the listener that you're playing for wants to hear that. Right? So um, so that'll be really fun and and so we'll we'll do this uh, start it out the, this week. It's gonna be really fun. Uh, huge thanks to our sponsor, the amazing spellbound effects and art.com. Chris, did you see the thing that he just did? It was a custom order. I think I tagged you in it. The head with the hand going through it. Yeah, dude. What that thing was fuck, so fucking nasty. Dude. I loved it. Tony is amazing. Tony Campagna, Spellbound Effects and Art.com. So, so great. Of course, they sent us the, the forearm. Forearm. And you had a great suggestion. I don't know if Tony's done this yet, but to make. Yeah, we need to just like, we need another arm, but the hand has to be like throwing the horns. Yeah. So, Tony, like, if you're listening, Chris is thinking that would be, a, and I agree. I think That'd motherfuckers be cool. would buy that shit from you quick as shit if yeah. the hand's already throwing the horns. Yeah, if you Fuck had the yeah, horns dude. up, you could put whatever on it, but the horns up with the murder metal mayhem would really be, be sick. Would be sick. So, but of course, Tony sent us this lamp that's just. Like Ed Gein, oh, fucking amazing dude. Wet dream over here. <laughs> right. And uh, there's no, there's no open mouths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need a box of vaginas to go with it. <laughs> so yeah. So Tony Campagna is great, and thanks to SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com. Got a great online catalog. Go out there and support indie artists like Tony. He's a big supporter of the show, and we appreciate it. Uh, huge thanks to all you guys out there listening. Chris, I just saw this before we started the show. Uh, we topped 3,400 listens last week. So that's Boom. a little jump of about 800 uh, from the week before. Sweet. So that's awesome. Hell yeah, y'all motherfuckers. Thank you. Yeah, that's total listens to all the shows. So usually a show on average is about 1,000 going in that first after the first week. Some a little more, some a little less. Uh, but usually right at about 1,000. Right. So that... You know, if that's true this week, which it was, because we, well, we were actually under a thousand with the the Codex Gigas, um, so that would be you know about twenty five, twenty six hundred listens to other episodes, which is great. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. so people are not only listening to the current show, but they're going back and listening to other out. ones. So fucking that's great. A. So thank you very much. Um, we do appreciate it. And Chris, I thought it was amazing. London making it to the top ten cities listening. Um, this last week they dropped out of it. I saw today, but they're hovering right in there. So thanks our okay. UK listeners, Over man, there, London, England. That's yeah, really man. cool. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody listening, but always nice to see a new city show up on the list and seeing that it was London was even better. So thanks guys for spreading that word, like a fucking case of the clap in a trailer park. Like we always say. <laughs> clap on clap on the clapper, <laughs> the clapper. <laughs> we'll have a, a lot of shit on our plate tonight got to head southwest to the state of missouri we'll get a senior citizen couple who likes killing the hired help chris should be a Fuck good one yeah, yeah man well I, I reckon we ought to get a murder on you goddamn right
Fuck yeah, dude. Sepultura, Arise, man. That's going back. A little old school fucking metal. If you don't like old school Sepultura, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely old school stuff, man. And going talking about old school, man. Ray and Fake Hopeland is who we're going to cover tonight, man. Yeah, like literally the old, like we were talking about earlier the oldest couple like what the yeah. fuck <laughs> is that a statistic you yeah know? is that a statistic yeah if somebody out there listening can find out how many couples have been on death row that sounds like a good trivia contest to see who could come up with that we'll come up with a a good little reward for whoever can tell us how oh, yeah. many couples have been Put on death row at the right. same time, you know, not on the same death how many, row. But. How many couples on been on death row had their fucking names rhymed, too? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that that's just one, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, so this is going to be funny with, yeah, the rhyming names. Um, very fucked up story about this couple that's killing drifters in rural Missouri. Like you said, um, revenge on the drifter. Yeah, because <laughs> we've done a few of these stories. Henry Lee Lucas, you know, Otis Tool, these drifter killers. And now we're doing one where the drifters are the ones that are the victims. So, Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have left Bloomington. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, man. There's some really weird <laughs> Illinois ties to this story that's just so funny. Uh, some that not so funny. Two of the victims are from here, yeah. normal and Bloomington, yeah, literally, which right is here. really crazy. Um, another funny tie with Central Illinois. When I know when I was watching one of the uh, documentaries talking about Chillicothe, Chillicothe, Missouri, which, and Chillicothe is not that far from Illinois. Is not no, far from where we're at. No, so that's kind of funny, and, and you know, it's talking, not a common name. You know, so you hear Chillicothe, yeah, like you're Chillicothe, thinking what? Like, what? And then fucking Livingston County. Livingston County. I, I grew up, up in fucking Livingston you did, County. Yeah, like so what the fuck? You know all about Livingston County. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I lived in the country around fucking cow farms and yeah. hog farms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just so many odd little things like that. So we'll talk all about this crazy case and these two sick fucks who did a lot of shady stuff uh, to make money and preyed upon some poor drifters that worked on the farm. And, you know, you could debate whether she knew what was up, which we're going to get into that. But Ray, for sure, was, you know, oh, was yeah. a very was sick yeah, bastard. Was... And they He's were a... the oldest couple, as you said, Chris, ever sentenced to death in the U.S. So... Amen. How many others were just sentenced to death? Not necessarily the oldest, you know. But then when you throw in the rhyming names, I They're think it's just names. that. I mean, yeah. you got to have goals in life. First off, that's right. be a piece of shit. Second, <laughs> marry someone whose name rhymes with mine. Third, kill drifters. Life is good. <laughs> so, Chris, this is some crazy shit for sure. The senior citizen couple that kills drifters. But it is... Missouri, though, Missouri, and shit's no, kind of whack in Missouri. To anybody listening in Missouri. Oh, no, of but, course. I love Illinois Missouri. Illinois is fucky, too, but no, yeah, it's Missouri. Yeah. I know we used to do a lot of shows in Columbia, and always making those trips was fun. You'd see, like, a pickup truck with, like, a couch in the back with, like, people sitting on it, just you know, driving out. down the highway. Fucking right, dude. Yeah, Hell I mean, yeah. it's just hilarious, you know, <laughs> just stuff you see. Same with Illinois, same type of thing. Just same some dumb shit. Redneck like, shit. Right, you know, dude, it's just funny. A. I love it. So, yeah, so we always used to love those road trips to Missouri. So, yeah, nothing against anybody from there. Uh, Ray was the older of the two, born in 1914. Uh, Faye was born in 1921. Dude, I actually thought about that. I'm like, holy shit, this whole story starts in 1914. And it was 1990 
when they got yeah yeah like that i'm thinking about that like it's a long motherfucking time dude yeah they were fucking old man uh so she's seven years younger than him uh but they were both born into struggling families during the depression yeah i mean ray had a definitely a tough childhood with like you said living through the depression uh struggling hand to mouth i mean big time um, he so he gets mixed up in some crime. I'm sure some of it was just to stay alive. I mean, when you're starving, man, yeah. you'll do some pretty stupid shit, you know, to be able to survive. Well, he didn't. He didn't like finish school and shit either. So like, no, no, he's just constantly getting in trouble. Started, of course, like most petty crimes. Then he gets into the forging checks and the livestock, the cattle stealing, and all that. Which, you know, starts off his, his road to crime. He does a year in jail. Um, uh, and and that's, that I'm doesn't end there. That's glad for sure. that I have never done an entire year in jail. That would fucking yeah. blow. Yes. I know some friends that have spent more than one year in some places. I'm uh, like, no. Yeah, I can't bored imagine. bored as fuck. Yeah, that would not be good. Uh, Ray got out of jail in 1940. Uh, that's when he met Faye Della. That was her middle name, Della. Kind of a redneck uh, name, but, you know, I don't bit. know. Faye you know, Faye, Faye Della. So they got married. I, okay, now that you said it like that. Right. Faye Della. Hey, Faye Della. Okay, uh, now that you said it like that. The asshole. You invite Faye Della over. That, that, that's a little redneck. Sorry. <laughs> so they got married soon after. I bet you that's how they got called, too. <laughs> probably i mean they didn't say that fucking faye like growing up that she literally lived in a shack with her parents and like six other fucking yeah. siblings with it like, like a dirt room floor. Yeah, yeah dirt floor and shit so, oh like, yeah <laughs> that would fucking suck there right yeah there, dude. totally uh so you know they have kids right away uh struggling the whole time ray had a hard time keeping a real job with his record you know criminal record and Definitely a bad reputation. I mean, he did not have a good name. And so the family moved around a lot, you know, trying to stay away from debtors, you know, that kind of crap, constantly on the go. Uh, Chris, it sounds like Ray was not too nice of a guy. Some of the docs that I watched talked about his temper and the way he was with his own kids, man. It's some pretty brutal shit. Like even his own, like his son, like in the yeah, dad, like he was. And, on- and he's like. He'd, he'd no say, love lost there. No, man. he'd say like mom talking about Faye. He'd say Faye sometimes too, but like like talking about his mom. He'd say mom. Yeah. He never once said dad like talking about Ray. Right. So like, yeah, he, he had, did call his dad Ray instead yeah, of dad. all the time. It was Ray, never dad, but he would right. call his mom, mom, sometimes Faye, fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know it couldn't have been fucking no. that fucking great. No, not that. at all. Not at all. Uh, he was definitely, like you said, very vocal about talking about getting hit with frying pans and yeah, fucking for dumb shit yeah like dumb shit yeah like dropping your fork or something and you just fucking well on you with a frying pan fucking asshole yeah so so depending on who you believe um faye claims that she was controlled by ray um and did whatever he said you know basically out of fear of getting beaten and and the son that we refer to chris is on that forensic files he's on the other documentary yeah, on as well other things yeah yeah and he said you know ray was a mean fucking bastard um you know he got you know hit with um 
some uh like some frying pan shit. yeah the frying the brother got the frying pan and he got some sort of it was like a metal thing that they put on oh, some a, kind of like farm implement or something. yeah shit. To, to keep yeah. the uh cows from kicking you when you're milking them yeah so these metal fucking bars he got beat with those for knocking a pail over so i remember that yeah i mean it. he's just a sick fuck um and the son is you know like you said referring to him as ray not his dad um you know so some of her family some of Faye's family believe she was a victim of an abusive husband um others think she used that as an excuse and was very much a part of this criminal enterprise she just probably wasn't the one actually killing him because he know, was shooting she them had but to have, she had to have fucking it would be hard to imagine thought. she didn't know what was going on this is a small house for real you know i mean come on now so I, you know, we'll, we'll bat that around more, you know, as we wrap this thing up, but just kind of setting the table, there is a little bit of controversy, uh, surrounding Faye's uh, role in this. So, you know, but when you think about the son defending his mom, you know, you think it's his mom, you know, like what it's hard to even imagine being in that situation with your parents having right. done that. Exactly. You know? So to try to put yourself there, I don't think works, but I mean, I could imagine that most people would try to be have find any possible way to believe that your Maybe mother did not do my this, mom you know? did it. I could see dad doing it. But yeah, but my not mom, my mom, dude. you know, not my mom. But so. then you got those that are like, yeah, my dad would never do that. My mom's a f- my mom would. do Yeah, that. there's. Oh, well, yeah, both. there's plenty there's of women both. that could get fucking that way, too, oh, for yeah. sure. We're not being fucking gender biased. Not about at this all. Not at all. <laughs> We've done plenty of them. Bell Gunnis and. And I, uh, Dorothea Puente, I mean, we've done quite a few already, and there'll be right. many more. Ray is in and out of jail, and the family is constantly struggling on their small farm in Mooresville, Missouri. Uh, I looked it up, Chris, a town of less than 100 people in north-central Missouri. Uh, Faye also worked cool. yeah, as a hotel maid uh, at times to help pay the bills. Because they were on a farm, but uh, there wasn't a lot of farm ground. Like, they couldn't you know generate enough revenue right just not like farming. they had huge pastures out there and right everything. right so they had a farm Small but it farm. wasn't a big farm yeah nothing that they could sustain so she had to take on extra work uh, he also did two cleaning barns and doing different things so it was a rough life uh the son that was on that interview said that they only had school shoes when they weren't in school, they, yeah, didn't, they didn't wear, wear shoes. shoes exactly. yeah. Even in the winter, he said, they just did not wear shoes because they couldn't fuck up their school shoes. Don't want you going to work or going to school looking like I beat you or something. Right. Oh, but you do beat me, <laughs> right. dick. So due to his bad, due to Ray's bad reputation for fraud, he comes up you know, with a pretty ingenious plan, really, to get back into buying and selling cattle. <laughs> I mean, as as devious as it is, it's fucking smart. I mean, which is scary, at least in the short term, though. I mean, this is definitely not a long range plan. <laughs> no, check but that. to make some money, I mean, it's a pretty good idea, right? Uh, uh, my buddy Jensen, I work with that I was talking about earlier. We were talking about this. Oh yeah, I told him he's like he said what he said. He's like, uh, well, I like to fucking buy cows. Uh. I like to write for, uh, forged checks, and I really want to kill somebody. How do I make it work? And just, and old lady just looks over. He's like, find you some drifters. Like, I love you, Margaret. <laughs> I was like, Chance, you're fucking hilarious. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
So, yeah, not a good long-term plan here. Um, the cattle auctions in the area, though, I heard uh, had been dealing with this issue for a while. These people writing bad checks. I don't understand why they just didn't make them pay cash. I mean, if they're just taking these checks and I mean, these guys are shady anyway and they're getting burned, I mean, why wouldn't you just... Make a pay with chickens, cash, something, you know. <laughs> I'll trade you these two cows and then 14 chickens. I mean, some sort of currency, because if you're getting bad checks, I mean, how long is that going to go on for? And, you know? and as far as the bad check thing, you know that he's not the only one writing a bad check. No, no, so. it was rampant. That's what I'm saying is that they were having a problem with this. And, and Ray was on the shit list, which is why he was getting these drifters to fucking... Yeah, do, do the, do the do. business and he sat in the audience and watched and signaled so they He's knew like which it. ones to buy and how much to bid and and he orchestrated the whole thing but they were the ones actually doing the transaction pretty yeah. smart you know like you come work for me i'll pay you some money yeah he paid him 50 bucks a day to do this yeah. shit for him so yeah, gave him a place to room sleep. and board yeah room yeah. and board and everything just yeah and then gave him an account said now go buy that Right. <laughs> and sometimes they would actually buy it and the check would clear to build up a little bit of a of a standing with the sale barn. And then when they would go back, they'd write the check for more and then eventually right. build it up and then burn them, you know, on a big on a big one. He fucking like after they bought the cows with the fraudulent checks or whatever, like he'd just go to the next town over and too sell and them. sell them. Like, right. Hey. And close out the account. Done. And then and that now was it's that. got nothing to do with me. And he keep all the goddamn money. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, he's shady, man. Um, so, yeah, they're getting 50 bucks a day. Um, he goes to these, like, uh, homeless shelters and stuff to find people. Because he knows him, that yeah. these people are going to pretty much do anything. A lot of them are drunks and drug addicts and people, obviously, with, you know, tough situation some of them with right. criminal backgrounds like, uh, perfect victims yeah some you know? of them just looking for little something. Jit, something to work like i've right give me something somebody yeah I'm tired of this so right so they're very very vulnerable um and just like these prostitute killers we've talked about before chris with arthur shawcross and right. fucking ridgeway you know, these guys prey upon them because they know nobody's looking for them. Nobody, Nobody gives right, a fuck. Exactly. You know, and that's the way it was with these drifters is, you know, Ray's I son even said that he looked at him as trash and that they weren't even human. And just another farm animal, basically. Yeah, he was just really, really hard on them as a people and had no respect. So that just it, very similar, I thought, to the prostitute killers that we right. talked about that were basically felt they were like ridding the world of a scourge you know and thought nothing of killing these these people but it uh, helped very him unfortunate make money. So yeah that's all that mattered to him yeah i mean it's fucked up uh so you know he sets them up like you said chris sets them up with an account uh checking account gives them a couple hundred bucks to put in there uh, they have a P.O. box as their address. Of course, they're drifters, so right. they're going to be De tough to find. Yeah, and definitely he's not giving them his address. Like, that's no. incriminating as fuck right there. Right. I'm like, eh. But, like, uh, so, I don't know. Did, did he give them the money to set up the 
P.O. box account or whatever? Well, a P.O. box is oh. just like a rental, like at the post office. So that's right, no right. big thing. But yeah, I mean, I think he would pay for all that stuff. So He'd obviously just they have the no money. money. To go put it in their name by themselves. Not yeah, he might go them. with them. But I don't know. I mean, it, the, he had such a bad reputation. You almost think he wouldn't go He's in like, the I bank. Ain't going in that Because then the bank's going to be like, there's that motherfucker again. Yeah, you that's know? that shady song, bitch. So they probably, I would think, yeah, they had him, you know, probably took him down there and waited for him outside and right. made him show him the paperwork. And then, yeah, the, they start playing their game. And uh, once these bad checks are discovered, though, the cattle are already sold. The drifter's on to his next fucking town. So it's hard for him to track these motherfuckers down, you know. I mean, the police well, can't find them. And it's like, again, on the sh- in the short term, it's a the, pretty clever plan, you know, to make some money. Yeah, well, I mean, it's they're just like doing the same thing that like i said henry Lee lucas and Allie warnos and shit did right they're just not being very murderous about it that's right they're that's just right. Try, trying to get money and yeah. do real things but they get murdered instead of yeah. murdering right so once he realizes you know uh you know what's up that the once the drifters you know do what they're supposed to do then that's when uh ray moves in and it's that's when they found yeah. out the cops did from this Jack McCormick, Chris, kind of interesting, just this dude random, like a couple of years later after he was had a run in with Ray, he called the police. I just got something I got to say. Yeah. Jack McCormick. I love Jack Daniels. And you know how I, you know what Shawback whiskey is. That's McCormick. Oh, there you go. Jack McCormick. Holy <laughs> sh- I just put that together right That's now. That's your like, alter ego there. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, I see where your brain is working over there. It's fermenting, right? Fermenting. So Jack McCormick, a former worker of Ray's, uh, he calls the state of Nebraska uh, in August of 1989. He calls Crime Stoppers about Ray and Faye Copeland. Uh, he told them he feared for his life and that they were trying to kill him. Yeah, after he bought the uh, cows or whatever, he's working at the barn. Yeah. And said he turned around and Ray was pointing his yeah. rifle right at his damn head. And he's like, whoa. Yeah, he said, well, Ray had told him there was a raccoon in yeah, the barn. And he wanted to barn, chase yeah. him out. And he kept I'm looking nervously over his shoulder because he didn't trust Ray. Right. And then one time he looked he and Ray had the gun had the pointed gun right, right at his, his fucking yeah. back of his head. Like, ah. Uh, How he good. didn't get shot is amazing because he basically begged him not to kill him, said he would leave the state, and he even had Ray bring him to the next town. Right. And he, he left fucking the state bolted, and everything. But so. Yeah, the fact he did not get killed is amazing yeah. as fuck. Well. Yeah, So So he's the one that kind of started this whole thing. Um, there were eight men apparently wanted for writing bad checks at these cattle auctions, and they also uh, were were missing. So, so eight of the men that were writing bad checks were missing. So the police are definitely getting concerned, seeing a little pattern here. And Chris, this definitely gets things moving. Um, you know, he said though that he made up the story about the skulls and the bones. He did say that just to get him to go and do this and check he, some shit out. Because he knew there'd be something there is what he said, you know. Right. Because, like, the guy almost got murdered. And I'd freak out, too. Like, you got to go check some shit out. All these other missing people. Right. He might have fucking knew one of them from, like like you said, the shelter or something. Well, sure. And now they're missing knew where they went to work. Yeah. The next, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, the cops definitely take him seriously. Uh, they go to the Copeland property with warrants, of course. 
They're there for nine days with fucking dogs and backhoes. digging holes all over the They yard. don't find don't shit. Find goddamn thing. So they know that Ray has a record and a very bad reputation for being involved in all sorts of scams and forgery and shit like that. So they also know that uh, one um, or that more than one drifter uh, that was working for Ray and Faye ends up missing soon after they arrive. So, I mean, there's a pattern here, Chris. I Definitely. mean, come on now. Definitely. You know, the police aren't stupid. They know something's up, but they can't find any evidence, and that's the problem. Uh, but things start to fall into place very slowly because more and more comes out about Ray because, you know, on the surface, a lot of people said, hey, he's a hardworking guy. You know, they didn't really know him. So on the surface, you know, it's a hardworking family, been here all their lives, you know, then you good old boy, see, you know. Then you get to see all his criminal activity, you're like, oh. Yeah, and then the shitty. way he is with his wife and his kids, you know, yeah. he's shitty, so you start to peel back the onion, you're like, whoa, what's up with Dig this dude? And you they know? see all, all of his, like, his personal, like, card, uh, or not card, but uh, check scams and all. Yeah. Like, I think he was, like, fucking... 20 or something like that yeah he'd been doing it at a young age hogs and shit and selling them yeah 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 i mean he's been up to these scams for a long time and and they know this and so they realize you know there's a lot more here than what looks you know to be on the surface this is not the you know little grandma and grandpa you know in the in the country this is some fucked up shit going on here. oh this is some almost texas chainsaw massacre kind of kind (laughs) of now while the investigation is going on in Livingston County, Chris. There yeah, you go. Bringing back County. some nightmares for you. Uh, <laughs> they start to track down uh, any of the drifters who had worked for the Copeland. So they were hard to find uh, since they were transients. Um, and they go to their families, but a lot of their families hadn't heard from him in years. Yeah, exactly. Some I mean, of them gave up on him, you know, because they're, you know. I don't know where he's, as far as I know, he could be dead. Yeah, well, I don't know. Ma'am, I want to let you know. Yeah, he's missing, you know. Um, so they did, you know, quickly realize that several of the workers uh, appeared to be at the Copelands for a few days before they disappeared. Uh, Jack McCormick, there you go, Chris, your alter ego, was <laughs> at the, was uh, the only one that they found alive that had formerly worked there. So they definitely knew something was up here. And this is kind of funny. He gets himself arrested for passing out in a ditch. In a ditch. And Dude. they found him in the ditch, and they pulled him out of the ditch and arrested his ass. Yeah, they on, on warrant, warrant yeah. for, for, the, for the bad checks that he wrote for, for Copeland, Copeland. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny too <laughs> like, yeah. this is some bullshit right here <laughs> yeah exactly this motherfucker's trying to kill me by forcing me to write these bad checks and now being arrested for writing the fucking checks <laughs> this is in the first bullshit. place bullshit yeah. <laughs> I could see it so I could see him like all fucked up in the in the jail telling everybody the story. You know what the fuck happened yeah. to me, man? This is a bunch you know of bullshit. Why I'm sitting in this motherfucker right, right. now. This is bullshit. <laughs> and everybody else is like, would you shut the fuck up? Right. <laughs> Not again. You telling the story again, up. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the police are catching hell um, in the media for not for not uh, getting anybody, you know, and, and, you know, the public's getting upset. Um, They keep at it. They begin questioning neighbors in the county when they learn that Ray was doing odd jobs for other farmers and access to their property. Then they're like, wait a second now. We think we know where these bodies are, you know. 
So they decide to search. Uh, there's one close by, like a half or a mile away from his from farm. Where his farm is, yeah. They say, I like the way they said they started prodding around with the fucking goddamn steel rod. And they're like, well, yeah. that don't feel right. Right. Yeah, it's probably squishy. Yeah. <laughs> they go into the barns and uh, they're, like you said, they're running that rod down into the ground to see if they can find <laughs> any small, <laughs> any soft spots there. And so, yeah, they've, they're like, whoa, something's up here. And they dig out. And what do they find, Chris? Uh, a couple bodies, like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, they first they pulled up a dude's leg, I think, or yeah. something like that with a shoe on it. Like, oh, um, well, yeah, three right. bodies. That's not supposed to be in here. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapped in carpet and plastic and different shit, towels, and just thrown in the shallow couple foot down, not even that far down grave. Uh, so yeah, that's where Ray had him stashed in that barn. Three of them. Like, do you think that he moved the bodies there after fucking? Probably s- killed him at the. I'm guessing he killed him at his farm and then and then moved, moved the him out there, there. Would be my guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, what the you know from what the McCormick says, you know what he would do is he would somehow you know get behind him because they Either. all died to the 22 to the head, back of the head, yeah, yeah 22 so. rifle, yeah. That was what they found when the medical examiner checked him out. Is uh, twenty two Merlin or yeah. Marlin? I mean, yep. Um, and so uh, they definitely, uh, you know, were smart to go look at these other properties, uh, and they needed help. I mean, this is a small, you know, county police force, yeah, uh, mostly rural. Any of that no. shit. So they got the other counties helping them. They got state troopers. Uh, you know, they, 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 I don't blame them. You know, they, they needed some help. Uh, and Chris, they're definitely getting to fuck old Ray's world up here in a moment. Huh? Yeah, they're uh, about to. He's about to figure out, fuck, I done fucked up letting yeah. this one guy go. If he I didn't know. let fucking old Jack yeah, McCormick get away. They probably wouldn't have figured they, it they out. They might not have figured it out, man. No, you're right, dude. I I mean, I, I, I knew that, but I guess I didn't really think of it that way. Is Yeah, I mean... If he'd have shot him like he probably was about ready to, he would. He may not have going. ever got caught, you know, because he, he didn't died. die that long after that. No, he know? might have died at home. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Um, so sure enough, uh, they find some dirt that appeared to be softer than the rest, and that's how they found those bodies. Um, like you said, the twenty-two Marlin, one shot uh, in the back of the head. Uh, and that's when they realized that's what he was doing. He was using these guys to buy the cattle. Uh, then after a few days on the farm, maybe they'd do some odd jobs there. And then he would kill them and then bury them on these other properties. Well, somebody so, else probably hoping maybe they get found for some whatever reason. Yeah. This person gets blamed for it. Yeah. Pretty smart plan, really. Um they found one more body in a well. Um, I, I had seen something about this, but then I didn't see it anywhere else. So, I, you know, you're always concerned about bad information. No, they, they A was, jailhouse snitch told him about it, about that Ray had told him that he killed this guy and put him in a well. No, they, were like, uh, they actually found the body in the well at another farm. Right, but I didn't know if it was because a jailhouse snitch no, sent them there. No, they were actually looking for bodies. And, uh, okay. And yeah, they could see like part of his belt or whatever. Yeah, because they saw it had his name on the belt, yeah. um, which they assumed at the time that that's who it was, and they were right. Um, so yeah, I did see that in one location, but not in others. So that would make sense that maybe it was bogus. Um, and they did find a fifth body in another barn, uh, buried behind hundreds of hay bales. I mean, could you imagine all the work 
just in hopes that they found something and then they do. So that had to be pretty rewarding. Can you imagine the work hiding that body? Right? Fuck. <laughs> well, unless he did it and then the belts went in there, you know. Yeah, okay, I could see that. Because like some of them had been dead for a few shit. days. Yeah, 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 I could see that. All right. So it's hard to say, though, but nonetheless, yeah, they had to do a lot of work just to get at him. So five total. Um, it was difficult to identify the victims. You know, they had poor dental hygiene, so a lot of them hadn't been to a dentist. It was, uh, you know, I told that story last week about me with the, I think I did about the dentist. Um, maybe I didn't because I think I had it done. Might have been Wednesday. Might have been right after. I think it was after we did the Wednesday or Thursday. But I had some dental work done, and I had never been. I've only been to the dentist like six times in my whole life. No shit. <laughs> never had a cavity ever. <laughs> and I went to the dentist, and they said that I had these really two like tiny, tiny cavities. So I'm like, yeah, all right, you know, I'll go ahead and get them done. You know, whatever. It's kind of sucked. I'm like, it ruins my streak. You know, of never having a cavity. All right. So I get in there and they're like, oh, there's four of them. I'm like, four of them? So the d dentist starts doing his thing and he's like, wait a minute, one of these, the tooth is starting to get cracked. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So it goes from this little <laughs> boom, boom to my whole fucking mouth is numb. I left you like this, you know? <laughs> And I'm thinking, when I went out to my car, I'm like, man, I hope nobody at work's like, Texted me like, hey, I need you to call me. Because I'm like, there ain't nobody getting phone calls right now. You <laughs> wouldn't understand hilarious. a word I was fucking saying. I went to get a drink out of my water bottle. It's all over me, man. I couldn't <laughs> even fucking. Oh, it was awful. That's hilarious. It didn't hurt or anything. It was just the numb mouth for like three hours really sucked. So. Oh, right, right. So, yeah, that was a bummer. So, so and what I'm saying is I'm not faulting these guys for not having you know, like going to the dentist all the time because myself, I'd hardly ever been to one. So the problem was, was these guys maybe had childhood dental records and now they're adults. So the they teeth, got, it was hard to match nothing. them up. Right, right. So they had to do some work, but they did. I mean, the dentists, you know, spent a lot of time figuring it out. They were able to, to confirm these, these names of the five. Um, now at first, Chris, you know, the face seems like that nice little old lady uh, and you know maybe not involved in it, it's but like, I it, know nothing about this. Yeah, this. But I don't know, dude. That thing and you like... got the whole grandparent vibe going on, so they just are very unsuspecting on the surface. But even more so with her being a female, right? I mean, you're not expecting grandma to be killing I Dorothy mean, Puente, right? <laughs> but that was the same thing. Nobody would have suspected. Right, not at all. Like I don't even think this lady could do that. Anything like that, so. right? Yeah, definitely not what you would expect. So she claims she had no idea uh, about any of this stuff. She goes on trial um, November. So she goes on first, November of 1990. Um, the police had discovered a list of people in her handwriting. And it were th the names were the drifters that they had used for labor on the farm and that there were exes by, by the some five that they found. Right. Yeah, by the five. So that, that they was found, yeah. obviously very incriminating. Um, and she she said that Ray was illiterate and he gave her the names to write down and she didn't know what that was for. Right. I don't know. If I, I don't know that. either. And if you yeah. look at the list, the X's look kind of crude. So he could have made the X's. He could have given her the list of names. Just write these names down. Right. Then, so then he... again, I could kind of see it, you know, based on how he was, you could almost see him I saying see that, that, you know, for real. and that she wouldn't know who they were. 
So they find a lot of like shoes, clothes, even suitcases I saw that they found on the farm. So they knew something wasn't right here. These clothes didn't fit them. You know, right. where are all these clothes, shoes, uh, luggage? Um, definitely something's not adding up here. I saw or heard something about a quilt being made from fucking the clothes of the drifters or some shit, too. Uh, that I did not hear. Yeah, that I would only, be dude, fucked up, no, though. No, I only heard it one place. So I don't oh, know wow. how credible it is that or whatever. That would have been sick, though. But, like, there was supposed to be a handmade quilt made from the clothes of, like, the victims oh, wow. and shit. So, that would like be I pretty said, fucked up. I'm not saying that's credible. I just heard it one place. I was, it was like, well, yeah. I kind of hope that's true. That'd be cool. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's sick, but it's cool at the same time. So definitely, uh, they're suspicious. One of the some of the clothing even had like the initials of the people's name, like they used to do back in the day. So that was a thing because it was a thing when you uh, didn't have that much clothes. You don't want somebody stealing your shit. Right, so you put your name on them. My brother ain't getting my pants. That's right. Fuck that fat fuck. He'll rip them. (laughs) So the prosecutor told Faye that she would get a light sentence in exchange for her testifying against Ray. And she refused, man. She stood by her man. Good fucking A, man. Yeah, she stayed loyal to him. She even wrote to him in jail. And the prosecutors had a lot more work to do now because she wasn't going to testify. So they had to convince a jury um, first of all, they had to start with her, um, and uh, they claim, you know, of course, she knew all about what was going on, and she winds up getting four death sentences, and then one life without parole for the fifth case. Uh, yeah, I think she got manslaughter for that yeah. one, yeah. So, uh, Ray didn't seem too bothered by the news, though, about Faye. He said, uh, yeah, well, quote, <laughs> well, those things happen to some, you know. So, <laughs> Dude, what the hell, man? They were saying that, like, wait a minute. Yeah, especially when you know she stood wife, by him, you know. It's you know, like, your wife just took a death sentence for you, basically. Right. Not for you, but. Well, yeah, because she could have like, testified and got maybe 20 or something. Right, like, you can go free. Yeah. If she so, lived 20 years. But. <laughs> and he was defiant, you know, told the cops they had no evidence evidence on him. He was going to get off. So, Chris, this is definitely crazy um, with the last or the actually the last two bodies found were the first two victims. Um, but what a crazy tie to hear this local area. Like, yeah, like you're saying, Bloomington Normal. One from Bloomington, one from Normal. Yeah. That is so fucked. Dude. I know. Dennis <laughs> Murphy was the victim from Normal, Illinois, which is, you know, 10 miles from here, um, was killed by Ray Copeland in October of 1986, and Wayne Warner of Bloomington, Illinois, sister and, city, yeah, side by yeah, side. There's a street that separates yeah that's it i mean it's like one big city um in central illinois here where we are uh was murdered a month later um they were the first two victims and it's just so crazy and i searched on the internet uh to see if i could find anything on these guys and the only thing i saw was murphy had worked for ray before so that wasn't the first time okay and so he was there and also um, that he um, he was buried, or he is buried in Bloomington at the Park Hill Cemetery. So that's where he's actually buried. Which one's that? Um, I think that's the one off of Morris, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Up on, I think. I'm, I could be wrong. Um, but I didn't find anything about Wayne Warner. It does seem to be a somewhat popular name, so there were a lot of other people by that name. Um, I did not find anything, but I didn't you know, spend a ton of time, I'll be honest. Um, but, um, 
the only tie is that they were murdered by Ray, but whether they both knew each other or well, yeah, don't found know. out about Ray through the other, I don't know. Uh, very, very strange. Very interesting. And the fact that they were both from like basically the same town. Right. Exactly. And they died from a month right apart where we from are. each other by the same fucking murderer. Like, yeah. That's fucking A state weird. away. You know, you're and, talking hours and hours and if away. they didn't you know. know each other, that'd be so fucking it just. It would be a very odd coincidence. What the fuck? Yeah. Very strange strange so you'd almost have to think they did know each other but who knows i didn't see anything about it now chris do you think um that they stopped at five ray and Faye, or do you think there's more bodies out there i mean there was like 12 names on that list with the x's right i mean i think there was either there might have been 10 i don't remember but there's there was more than what they found there's three more they think that are out there so maybe there was eight i would i would not i mean as old as they were i wouldn't i could imagine there would only be a lot more because they How were doing it maybe younger doing that once the kids were gone. You know, I right. think they probably would have waited till the kids were gone. And then it's like, let's uh, do our retirement plan. Yeah, exactly. Fuck the 401k. <laughs> right. We're going to do the 401 kill. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, no, I don't think I, I bet you they had more than five. Yeah, I think so too. Um, they had quite a bit of evidence against Ray. Uh, they found that rifle at the farm which they were able to say was that same Marlin same, right. 22 yeah, bullet fragments in the skull and shit. Yeah, they knew it was the same weapon that killed those people, so that was easy. Uh, of course, they had the note from Faye with the X's on it, uh, the clothing and all that stuff, and they had two former employees that were willing to testify. Uh, eventually, they found a couple. So one he, of them was Jack McCormick. That's right. <laughs> he goes on trial March of ninety one. Um, easily found guilty on all five murders, given five death sentences. Um, we'll kill you five times. That's right. And so they were the oldest couple ever to get death sentences in the U.S. And I wonder, like you, Chris, is there how many others? Is there are, a statistic? That's like, kind of interesting. And if somebody can get that right and give us some sort of proof of that, um, email me at Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com. And if you are correct and you're the first one to tell us, because we need, neither of us have any idea. I have no idea, dude. So if somebody emails me at Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com, the first one to do With so, we'll proof. get a prize. Uh, you know, maybe a signed 8x10 in the koozie or some stickers or something cool. Uh, maybe our new book uh, for doing all that. So that oh, yeah. would be cool. So somebody... Educate us, because there's got to be some other couples that have killed out there and gotten death uh, sentences. But these two are the oldest. He was 76. She was 69 at the time of their sentencing. Now, he dies a couple years later, dude. It's one of these yeah, doesn't hardly do shit for time. two years in prison. Yeah. He dies in his cell. I forgot what he died of. Something like a heart attack. It was yeah. just like, you know, whatever, natural causes. Um in 1993 uh he was cremated um and then she's appealing she had appealed her conviction claiming you know that the abuse of uh, amazing apparently at some point she did at least say that he was abusive to her because at first she was like not saying shit but then yeah at some point she did come out and say yeah i I was just doing what i was told i was raising that era basically yes that's the man of the fucking house right he says right what he gives you yeah i mean that's exactly what she said there was that jailhouse (laughs) interview she did 
where she said that very thing. And she said, right. hey, you know, I just did what I was told because that's how I was raised. And that's the that's way, all I that's knew. That's the way it was. You know? Exactly. So the judge overturned her death sentence in 1999, but upheld the convictions with life on each. Uh, in 2002, though, she suffers a stroke, left her partially paralyzed and unable to speak. Yeah. Right. So the governor winds up letting her out of prison. Uh, Parole to a nursing home, basically. Yeah. yeah. In Chillicothe, Missouri. And in 2004, she dies uh, at the age of 82. Uh, she was a free woman, though, which is what she wanted, of course. And her, she had five kids, 17 grandkids. Um, in the doc that I watched, one of her sons was uh, that was interviewed, uh, very bitter, like you said, toward Ray. And talking about what a piece of shit he was, and definitely very sympathetic towards, towards his mother. His mom, yeah. So uh, he did say, you know, growing up was tough, but he did remember good times with his mom, but not with Ray. Right. Um, he gets off pretty easy, obviously. Chris dying, you know, peacefully in his cell two years later. Yeah. How? I mean, like we said, how how many years do we know that he'd been doing? Yeah. So he he was living his good life, and then two years, yeah, is all he had to pay. Yep. Um, now, do you think Faye was a participant, or how involved do you think, now that we've talked about this, I mean, whether it be the the check writing or the uh, or the actual she killing or both? Had, and I feel like she had to know about the check, the check scheme, yeah. all the fraud with the checks. I think so, too, because he was illiterate, so he wouldn't have been able to do certain things right. involved with that, I would think. you got to... Right? Sign, He'd have to have somebody reading out. this shit. Yeah. Like the bank statement, so he knows that they actually opened an account. And the money, And the money, there, you know, because he was a terrible businessman because he couldn't read. Right. So you'd think somebody had to have been helping him with that. And Faye would make the most sense. Right. Because He trusted her. She knew, he knew she wasn't going to say shit. And I feel like she didn't know about the murder. I've... I think I so feel too. Like she totally knew about the murder. I like, think so too. I don't think she cared. I think she wasn't going to obviously say anything to him. Was she going to do back talking? Right. I mean, I think he, she just was willing to just hear no evil, see no evil type shit. Right, let him yeah. do his thing. She obviously wasn't pulling the trigger or anything, but I find it very hard to believe he was killing these dudes one after the other, and she had, and no, she had idea. no clue. Yeah, that just that's a stretch for me. So I agree with I you. Mean, I think she was pretty involved in the financial part of it, and I think she was at least involved enough to where she knew what was going on, but just chose to let him do his thing and not say anything about the murder part of exactly. it. Exactly. So, and in the eyes of the law, that's she's just as guilty as he is. So she got I mean, what she deserved. That's totally accomplished. It, Very so. much so. Very much so. So uh, the story of Ray and Faye Copeland has been portrayed many times in the media. Uh, was fictionalized in the comis, comic book. I thought this was interesting. Chris, Family <laughs> Bones, ironically written by Faye's nephew, <laughs> Sean Granger. That's so, wow. Ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, I'm not a comic book reader, but I might check that out. I that's kind of interesting. To, yeah, when I saw that, I was yeah. like, wait, hold on. That's crazy. Uh, there was even an off-Broadway play about their story called Temporary Help. Uh, was also featured on the true crime shows Forensic Files, Wicked Attraction, and New Detectives. Uh, looks like there's a couple of books on the Copelands. I don't have either of them, though. Uh, there was a good article I read in the Daily News. That's a New York paper 
about the murders uh, did get a lot of media attention, but not nearly what you would think, you know, with the senior citizen killing couple. Right. I mean, it did. To me, it's a pretty wild story for real, though. Oh, I'm sure it did around there. That never happened in their area. No, I mean, it was a huge story to them. I'm just surprised that it didn't get a little more traction. But it didn't, um, because a lot of people probably don't know who these two are. But, you know, the whole senior citizen serial killers, I think, is a kind of a cool story. Oh, yeah, it is. And the fact that, like you said, Chris, you know, a couple going to death row. I mean, that that's not happened that many times, especially at 70 fucking thousand. Yeah, 76 and 69 years old. I mean, that's crazy. Um, but you're already dead. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> there are at least three or four more victims that police feel Ray and Faye killed and buried like the others, but nobody will Nobody's ever, ever know. Found, yeah. They've never found them. Of course, they're both dead. Uh, there's no, you know, evidence of, um, of, Dude. you know, that they've got. So it's probably never going to happen unless they stumble on a body, you know, right. they, building a house comes, or new condos. Like, oh, oh yeah, we got one. Exactly. Um, now, Chris, anything you want to add to this uh, story? I know you watch this stuff as well. No, I not really. I mean, that's basically the same, same things. You fucking. That's cool. I just want to reiterate that it's weird to think that this whole thing started in 1914. Yeah. And went to 1990. Yeah, that God, is crazy. Damn. I mean, before they got caught, like, right. wow. I know. Uh, the research that I did for this episode uh, mentioned the documentaries on YouTube. Uh, one of them was Forensic Files. I mentioned that. I thought was the best one. Um, on that one, there's that interview with Faye I mentioned. I'm not sure when that was done, but she was in prison at the time. Right, not in the nursing home because obviously she was talking. Yeah, and yeah, this was before the the, the stroke. stroke. Yeah, but um, she seems, you know, to still kind of side with them, saying stuff like, "If he did it, if he did it." So she's still not like admitting that he did anything, which is kind of fucked up. Um, so, and I read that article, uh, mentioned in the daily news, uh, there's not a ton of stuff on them. Like I said, there's the couple of books, a couple of these documentaries. That's about it. There's not a huge calling for it. Fairly obscure. Uh, maybe it was because of the lower body count. I mean, I know it sounds fucked up, you know, five people's not enough. Yeah. I mean, Jack the Ripper, you know, didn't kill that many, but it's right, the like sensational, yeah, it's the sensationalism of it that gets people whipped up. And apparently the Ray and Faye didn't have any, uh, you know, cachet with the media to where they thought that this was a worthy story to quote-unquote market like they do with a lot of these guys. Maybe with they the, weren't selling enough cows. I, be, I guess not. Couldn't come up with a cool name for them. God damn it. You know, uh, Gacy, Bundy, Ramirez, BTK, Son of Sam. I mean, these are the big ones that we know of but these little obscure ones like this are the ones i think we like to do the most because people don't know about it it's something you know sharing some cool information right so it is definitely a marketing game with these guys you know chris we've talked about this before you know where some of these guys get all this notoriety and others don't get hardly any you know we talked about the gorilla killer you know that was a Dude, good story, knuckle. the Errol Leonard Nelson, yeah, but hardly anybody knows who he is. And he you know? did some brutal fucking shit. Big time. So. And 
why did he get the notoriety? And Harold Schechter, when we when we talked to him, he said, you know, it's just weird that the media tends to just if it's a story at the right time, you know, right. nothing else is competing with it. It's like okay, that's what we're going with. That's, yeah, that's why coronavirus is going to be like a fucking history page. Of course it is. Yeah, I mean they're going crazy about it now, and then the next shiny object will come along you know, and they'll talk about something else. You know what my favorite thing about the gorilla killer was? What's that? Picking up chairs with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I like this the uh, oil and vinegar all over everything and slopping yeah, it all over like, his face. Mm, yummy. Yeah, <laughs> just tearing that shit up. So, so yeah, very interesting with this, uh, and I, I think you know it, it was fun doing it. Now, next time, dude, we got another prison escape story. Those are always yeah, fun. This is a good one, dude. And this one is probably my favorite. Uh, the Mecklenburg Prison in Virginia. It is a wild fucking story about how these dudes brilliant fucking plan to get out of death row in a fucking prison. These motherfuckers just fucking drove right out the fucking gate. Yeah, dude. This fucking is a good crazy, one. man. Very, very we smart. Everything very covered. Fun. We're good. Just out of here. Drive bitch. out the gate. Uh, so we're going to have our buddy Tex on. Of course, we got to have Tex. Oh, yeah, these prison stories. You know Tex oh, yeah. going to be on this song, Because Tex has got his, uh, he works for the Texas uh, prison system. Um, and so Tex has been on before. We had him on the Texas 7. We had him on the New Mexico prison riot. Uh, uh, we had him on for. Um, uh, was he on Black Dolphin? Uh, no, but he talked about Black he Dolphin. He did talk about Black Dolphin. I didn't think he was on that. No, we did that brutal rewind about uh, Carla Fay, who yeah, did yeah. her time down there in Texas. I was in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we've had Tex on a few different times. It's always fun to have him on, and he's going to shed some light because he's got that, you know, uh, time working in the corrections and. He was a guard on death row in Texas for a while. That'd so, I mean, so he's seen some shit. Crazy, dude. So, it's always good to have Tex on. So, we're anxious for that one. That's next week. So, you don't want to miss that. So, I think I hear that train rolling in from Danbury, Chris. Chugging in. I fucking hate trains when I'm in a hurry, bro. Oh, they're the worst. God man. damn Get it. Get stuck behind a train. But this train, though, is bringing our boy bringing CK. That fucking speed. Great metal motherfucker. <laughs> He's yeah. ready to throw down. So what do we got to do, dude? Let's get a fuck metal on. Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wild Man Street in Danbury, Connecticut, standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one, the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris C.K. Comex! Fuck yeah. What up? Got the great metal motherfucker on the line. What's up, C.K.? Not much. What's up with you guys? Doing, Doing good. Doing shit. Doing the, talking about some drifter killers, but Chris in the reverse, in right? In the reverse, yeah. Like the drifters are the ones being killed, not doing the killing. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Definitely a little change of pace there. The killer senior citizen couple. And from Illinois, from Bloomington, right. normal Illinois. Two victims, yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. Very, very weird case. All right. Well, CK, good to have you on uh, for the na- for the rest of the show. You're going to be on, of course, like yeah, you've been. Yeah, it almost didn't happen. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you had a little, a little scare fit. this week. We yeah. mentioned that in the intro, but uh, how are you feeling, dude? I, I, felt, I felt fine when I was in the hospital. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, you had the fever, and I'm sure yeah, that was probably fever, they were yeah. freaking out and Corona fucking Covacs and all oh, that. Oh, God, I got, asked, I, I got asked every fucking question you could be asked when I got oh, sure. when I was at the hospital. Did you say, I just flew in from Beijing. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, right. What's going on, man? I got the... I got the Corovax. <laughs> hey, but, but here, here's the fucked up thing. The first case in Connecticut, guess where it was? Danbury Hospital. Yeah. I heard that, yeah. That's fucked. That yeah, is so. fucked up. That is fucked up. But we've got CCK in here with us, and he's got a new wig on, doesn't he, Chris? Yes, he does. That green fucking goddamn afro. Yeah, looking, looking like Welcome Back Kovacs over there. <laughs> <Welcome back. laughs> uh, Mark Storacci from uh, Crocus had a nice fro, and that's what CK looks like over there with the green afro for, of course, St. Patrick's Day. Coming up here uh, next week. Boom. We'll be doing a recording oh, on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, but God it's damn. good to have you on CK. Of course, we're here talking about metal. You got a good one. It's an obscure band that a lot of people probably are not familiar with. It's um, an obscure band, probably for yeah. a lot of people. But for it the area we were, we are from. Yeah, were, we played um, a show well or known. two with them at Streets. I remember yeah, they were one very, of my, very good. One of my bands um, played with them too. I can't remember it was after they signed or before. I can't remember. We played with them after they signed because they were trying to get us on to MCA. And actually, I had a guy from MCA get a hold of me about it. Uh, so they were they were very, very complimenting of us. And so they told the label about us and we were contacted. But I'm not going to get into detail, but it was uh, because of them. So, yeah, I'm familiar with them, too. And they're uh, they were really good. But uh, the band we are talking about is a band out of Peekskill, New York. Which, if you're not around here, that's considered upstate New York, even though it's not really right. upstate. Right. It just means it's not New York City. Right. Uh, um, not too far from Danbury. Um, the band's called Toxic, and it's spelled T-O-X-I-K. Right. Um, they formed in 85, and their initial run was 85 to 92. Um, Originally called Tokyo, but they had to change the name because I guess another band already took that name and registered it. Hmm. Um, the original lineup being guitarist Josh Christian, um, Lee Irwin, um, as a singer, no, as a bassist, um, Mike Sanders, the original vocalist, and Sal Dabato. And drums. Um, that didn't last too long. Um, Irwin left. Debato was actually um, offered a contract by, I think it was Twisted Sister after um, AJ Peril left to um, help them finish a tour out. So he went, he left to go with Twisted Sister. Um, they replaced him with Mike, with Brian Benini and Tad Lager on drums. And this would be the new lineup that recorded their first album, um, World Circus, which they signed to Road Road Runner, Road Racer Records, which at the time was an imprint of Road Runner. For some reason, Road Runner didn't use Road Runner in America; they used Road Racer. Yeah, that reason. was weird. I, I remember it was Road yeah, Racer. Yeah, it was weird. Road Runner, like I saw that 
originally I was like, wait. Yeah, it's odd. That's the same thing, but yeah. I And um like Pete said at at that time I um MCA Records had a little hand in um Road Racer slash Roadrunner Records and owned um Ah, that would make sense. A little part of it. So they they gave um major distribution. Uh, World World Circus came out in '87, and they they are actually considered one of the first um, progressive thrash metal bands. Um, you had a, a really great guitarist with um with um Josh Christian, um, definitely influenced by the Stevie Vai school of guitar playing. Yeah, and you dude was to, wicked. Like, and you listen to the albums, and you could hear that the influence, big time, um, which to me I love because I'm a huge, I was a huge Steve Five fan anyway. But um, well, they combine. He's just a badass guitarist. Yeah, he's wicked. He's, he, I think he's better than that. I thought he was always better than Eddie, but that's another fucking. Oh yeah, debate. That'd be a yeah. good topic, man. <laughs> Vi over Ingve, you know that whole argument. You know that'd that be would cool. be a good topic. Yeah. Over Ingve, um verse. What verse about Eddie. over Ralph? What about over yeah. Ralph Macchio? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Macchio. Oh God, Crossroads. <laughs> crossroads, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were just talking about Crossroads. Yeah, that's funny. Shit, that's <laughs> right. Um, so they 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 toured with that album, and um, the album did pretty well. Um, it was actually uh, best album of the year on the, on a. College music um, charts. After touring a little bit, um, Mike Sanders quit, and nobody knows why. He was replaced by this dude called Charlie Sabin, and uh, another vocalist who had an awesome voice. And um, they went on to record their um, second release, which is "Think This," which is fucking phenomenal. Um, they actually hired a second guitarist to to um, play with them. To give um, a stronger rhythm section during during the live stuff. Um, at that time, they were actually getting on some really decent tours. I believe they toured with King Diamond, um, Sepultura, Sacred Reich, and um, and Pantera. Nice. Um, and then just for some reason, after the last tour, they just disbanded in eight ninety two. No Very word weird. given, nothing, just disbanded. Um, and I don't even know if, if any of the members did anything after that at that time. Right. Um, until 2007, um, Displeased Records re-released both albums with um, bonus tracks. And the original band got back together and, um, you know, got, started touring and actually... Um, Announced the tour and we're doing some festivals. Um, actually went on, um, I believe it was um, a tour in Europe. Um, and at that time, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't the original band. It was um, it was Josh Christians, who's, who's been a stable guy for years. Um, original vocalist, Mike Sanders. Uh, Brian Benini on Vasis and and a great drummer from around this area, Lou Calderoda. Oh Calderoda. yeah, Lou, very very good. Uh, Lou is phenomenal. He's actually in a uh, 
Rush cover band with a friend of mine called oh, right. Limelight. Yeah, yeah, Rob dude, Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 they they are awesome. I, I've never I haven't seen them live, but um, I just stuff I saw from YouTube. These guys they're awesome. And Lou's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um. And they um. They were, they were supposed to do a tour of Europe, and I guess what happened was they got booked to do the tour. Um, the promoter kind of fucked them over, booked them on a three-week tour, but um, booked them on the tour with eight days off straight. Wait, hold on. And, How do you um, get a fucking two-week tour with eight days three off? Week yeah. tour. Oh, Either That's way, whatever. Up, yeah. I don't care. But eight and, days off? I'm supposed to be playing shows, son, bitch. Right. Like, come yeah, on. You got to eat. So. So they're basically lied to, and obviously, you know, they can't afford not to get paid because, right? You know, two thousand seven wasn't a hotbed for music, and you're not making money. Um. So after that, they called it quits again. Then, um, I think it was like two thousand thirteen. Jason Bittner, um, former Shadows Fall drummer, who is now Overkill's drummer, um started making announcements on his Facebook page that something was happening with Toxic and he was a drummer. Um, the original band, except for Tad, got together, Bittner being a drummer. So it was Mike Sanders, Christensen, and um, Benini on bass. Started doing sessions for actual follow-up to... Um, the last album, which was supposed to be called Inhumanity. And this is 2014, but the albums kept on getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, and, and nothing that anyone knew ever, ever came of it. Um, hmm. I guess they, they recorded stuff, but nothing came of it. Then all of a sudden, 2017, they um, put out an EP online called Breaking Glass. Um, three song, Three song EP. Then all of a sudden, like two years ago, there was an announcement that a box that was coming out with Toxic. Um, and it, the box that included the Inhum Inhumanity Sessions along with the Breaking Glass EP with um, a couple bonus tracks and actually a new disc called Kinetic Closure featuring a new vocalist called, um, named Ron Iglesias. Hmm, um, all right. Phenomenal stuff, and it, it just picked up to where they left off in '92. Wow, um, I've honestly it, never even. Heard yeah, them I figured at all, you probably hadn't because yeah, they were I, a I very regional band. You know, they, yeah, they were yeah. known from where we are, but not from here. I couldn't imagine unless they happened to tour through here at one point. Right, but yeah, I've absolutely yeah, no yeah. idea. And you would have been young anyway. I mean, I'm sure they did. They but. they toured, but <laughs> but um. Just picture a thrash band with a, with a Stevie Vai influenced guitar player, right? Uh, um, they were just they were just ahead of their time. They were different different from everybody else at the time. It wasn't just your strict fucking thrash speed metal, right? Um, or your typical just metal band with with a high pitched singer just singing. They actually, you know, the band had fucking talent. No doubt about it. Um, it's kind of sad that that it took them all these years to put something out again. You know. Yeah, that is just too bad. Just like, uh, you know, just like Exhorter, 
27 years. Um, right. You know, possessed 30 years. You know, all these bands from, from, from the past are coming back now because, you know, um, I mean, metal that usually is, happens. I mean, I don't want to say metal is popular because metals to me has never not been popular. It might have been pushed underground, but um, the true the true diehard fans have always been there. And um, you know, it's nice to have them actually have have this stuff finally come out and be released to be heard because right. um, it's really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, and uh, that that was a good choice of a band to cover tonight, CK. And you've got a a lost classic for us this time as well, right? Something that you, in your vast collection there in the uh, media room, I'll call it, you've got a lot of fucking stuff in there, and you just pluck something out of obscurity and say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm remembering this is worth fucking checking out." So, what's the pick this week, CK? The band is called um, Floodgate. And the album's called Penalty. Um, an album released on Road Ra- Roadrunner Records. Was like it Roadrunner or Road Racer? Roadrunner. <laughs> um, I think it was like 96. Okay, that and, makes um, sense. It's after, Ex- after Exhorter um, disbanded in the early 90s. Ky- the, the, the vocals, Kyle Thomas, I think that's his name, um, formed this band. Now, it wasn't a speed metal band. It was kind of like a doomy Sabbath um, stoner um, influence band. Like down um, kind of shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, figure where Phil and Selma got the idea from, too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't okay, doubt I, it. I, I, <laughs> Actually, I think down came out before them, but um, um, just saying. <laughs> Right, I, I got, I got what you're people, saying, bro. People must think I, 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 I hate you know uh, Pantera and Down, and the fact is, I actually like Down better than Pantera. Right, um, and I don't hate Pantera. I, I really don't. I just think they were totally overrated. And if they came out ten years later, they would have been nobodies. I, just like when they started. And just like when they started. <laughs> Damn. I, 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 Damn. No, no I, I hear what I you're think, saying. I When no. I moved out here, I was surprised they were as big as they were because I, you know, uh, was not familiar with them really. Um, but everybody out here was just like the sun rose and set. And so I just, you know, I don't think they're a bad band, but I agree. I think they're a little overrated. But they were at the perfect time, you know, at a time exactly. when metal just, was on the like, decline, and right. and they happened to seize the moment. So hats off to them. Um, just like but, Slipknot, right? Very much so. You know, Very much so. Not my cup of tea, but yeah, a lot of people right place, dig right it. Time. Right uh, now, one thing, uh, guys, about this fucking right place, right time. I don't think there's any bad time to be in the six 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 club. I mean, not usually. I mean, if you're in the 666 Club, you get benefits, (laughs) VIP action, uh, where you get all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. You get the shows a day early, the notes, uh, deals on merch, and we're getting ready to do, finally, some exclusive content. So if you're not a member of the Patreon uh, support 
uh, network here where we uh, uh, started our 666 Club. Three bucks a month. That's all you need. It helps us do some stuff here, upgrade equipment, and do things for the show. And, it's not uh, going in our pockets. No. And if we do this exclusive content, Chris and CK, they're not going to be able to hear it anywhere unless they're a member of the 666 Club. So, so you might want to fucking uh, yeah. check that out because yeah. it'll be different and it'll be fun. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem is all you need. You go there and you can donate three bucks a month. You could stop it at any time. You don't have to keep doing it if you don't like it. But fuck, three bucks a month. I mean, God go, almighty. Go through your change, go th- go through your change drawer in, in, your, in right. your car. Three get bucks. The three bucks. Go down to Coinstar and pay. <laughs> <laughs> and you could... You know, you can try it out. If you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. So uh, check it out. No obligation. No, not at all. Now, CK, we got any uh, uh, releases? I know we've been talking about a lot of releases going on, but anything you want to add this week or Um, talk about this week? Really nothing new um, as far as as, as between last week and this week. um, Right. I haven't seen anything um, announced. But, um, you know, that, that could change next week, so we'll see what happens. Right, right. right. Yeah, and we don't have over, you know, I know most of our listeners are faithful and listen to each one, but if you miss some episodes, definitely hearing you missing some release information, so you want to go back and listen to the old ones see what came at out least a few weeks ago yeah. and catch up because CK's firing them no, away. No, the, big, the biggest couple are coming out in, in the month are obviously Testament and um, Black Dahlia. Right, yeah, Testament, Black Dahlia Murder, definitely going to be killer for, uh, that's March or April, right? April April. 3rd is Testament, April 17th is Black Dahlia. Nice, nice. Oh, and um, I believe beginning of April, the um, Creator Live album is coming out. Oh, yes, I definitely want to hear that. I was craving some live creation today. It was was actually supposed to come uh, come out last week, but it was pushed back. You there? I'm there. Can you hear me? Hey, you there, dude? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, you cool. just dropped out for a second. Yeah, I can't. Gotcha. That was weird. That was weird as shit. That was you weird. scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was craving some creator today. I was uh, getting dinner ready, and uh, I was wanting to hear the live creation, but I couldn't find it on Google Play, so I went with Enemy of God instead and was thrashing the fuck out. All right, Chris, we got some local <laughs> stuff going on okay, here, we don't do. we? We, we got, got Heart of Illinois Heart of coming Illinois. up. Coming up May 9th. Saturday, May 9th in Forest, Illinois. Yes, sir. That's over there near Pontiac. For those of you not sure where Forest is, yeah, not right. too far from Pontiac. About five miles uh, west of Fair East. Nope. East of Fairbury. East of Fairbury. It's at the Horseshoe Saloon. It's at uh, 201 East Crack the, Street. What's Crack Street. Horseshoe Saloon? Did, did yeah, you see Horseshoe Saloon? Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. And horse, it is, it is on Crack Street, though, which is pretty Crack funny. Street, but so, it's spelled yeah. with a K, Crack. That's right. That's right. But it's yeah, going to be good. Like a, Joey Gormonger's show every year. So. Shit starts at 2. Got some good bands fucking coming up. We've got Interspecies, Erotica, Indulge Devour, Oriental Discharge, Sloppily Butchered. Not just butchered. Sloppily Butchered. <laughs> Crotch Ripper, Ocular Leech Infestation, Inebriated. That's that drunk fucking metal right there. Fucking got our homeboy fucking Trash Jack, Necro Cannibal. 
and uh, virtual excision, aborting, and Bill Nye, the motherfucking Nazi spy. Nice. Fuck That's yeah. going to be a good lineup, man. And yeah, Joey's parties are always fun. So that should be really good, and we'll be there. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be there. be there. So you want to come and get one of our new books and get some stuff while you're there, hanging out, supporting that underground metal. And, then, and you got another show uh, you want to talk yeah, about, the, too, man. This Sunday coming up, three days after this podcast airs. Yeah, what's the date? The fucking daddy It is, uh, God damn it, March 15th. Okay. March 15th, Sunday, 2020. That's right. At Daddio's in Bloomington, Illinois, we got fucking Eyes from Above, Acadia, Blood Feud, Chalk, and Summoning the Motherfucking Lich. So fucking nice. come out and get your fucking headbang on, get your mosh on. Yeah, they're going to do start doing shit. these shows now at Daddio's, so that's really cool in Bloomington, Illinois. Yes, sir. So. After that, we got uh, the one coming up April 26th with the Venom Collapse. Treachery Untold, Crown the Martyr, Station Six. Fucking, it's going to be fucking great, dude. Another Daddy O show. Another right? Daddy O show. Yes, Very sir. cool, man. And that's awesome. And Chalk's got a new drummer and singer, I see. Yes, so sir. I want to go out and support that. Right. I haven't seen their shit yet with the yeah. new guys, but I have nothing but high expectations. Of course, of course. So, uh, yeah, so bands, labels, venues, get us your dates. We'll pass them on. Uh, so, uh, guys, I think we've torn up some fucking well, metal well, tonight. Well, speaking speaking of local for you guys, yeah, just to let you let you know. Next week, I'm doing a Illinois band. Oh, who are you gonna do? Oh, an I an iconic Illinois band. If it's Chicago. Oh. <laughs> no. Trouble. Oh, right, nice. Cool. Okay, cool. I thought you were gonna say Ario Speedwagon or something like that. I was gonna say no. I thought you were gonna say Disturbed. They're from Rockford, I think. Yeah, I think they're from Quad Cities. No, I, no yeah. Cheap Trick's from Rockford. I know that. Yeah, Cheap Trick is. Yeah, I right. think these they're from the Quad Cities. I think. But anyway, right. uh, we'll we'll leave the Ario Speedwagon <laughs> for another day. Maybe a karaoke song. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we definitely tore some fucking metal <laughs> yeah, up tonight. CK gonna stick around do some mayhem we got our march mayhem contest on rolling i can't even fucking wait so ck you tell us what the fuck do we need to do right now we need to get our fucking mayhem on Are you looking to put a bit of gas into your life? Nothing livens up a party faster than ripping ass for a house full of guests at a dinner party. We can teach you the farts of music in our master flatulence course. It's really a gas. Our students can shoot away to old school country, fart staccato to some upbeat jazz, or get down and nasty on some wet ass sax to some funky R&B. So, call us today at Mad Gasser Flatulence Academy in Matthew, Illinois, and find out what your ass has been missing all these years. Don't let another moment go by without letting your colon do the talking. We can make it happen.
I got that guess. funky fart. <laughs> <laughs> Little wet ass sacks. I love that in the line. That's good stuff. <laughs> Shit gonna itch when it dries. Joey Cash. <laughs> so that commercial was, uh, we got that from the Mad Gasser Flatulence Academy. Little Joe Go- Joey Gormonger doing that voiceover. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I just thought that was funny. We had done the Mad Gasser episode, of course, with Joey. And that's in our top 10 episodes of all time listened to. That's so. fucking awesome, Mad dude. Gasser. That, like, that whole yeah. story when he just told me that. I was like, dude, we got to do this on the guy. Such a funny guess, one, bro. yeah. That's, that's a must listen to. Go back and check out the Mad Gasser. I don't remember which episode number it is, but we were uh, out yeah. here. So that would have been last February. So after after February is all I could is all I can tell you. All right. Well, we uh, before that we had some toxic. The song is called Black and White. That was the band, of course, that CK featured. And speaking of CK, still got him here. Great metal motherfucker. Yep. Now the great mayhem motherfucker along with us here. (laughs) We are getting ready, gentlemen. To roll out the March Mayhem contest, I'm Ugh. fucking pumped about this because this, uh, this is kind of a crazy one. I think system. the way we worked it out, I, I kind of like the way it's set up. We've got three listeners who are the finalists in this one to battle it out through the entire month of March. Um, and the way this is going to work, as we mentioned previously, each one of us is playing for one of our three listeners. Hell so. Yeah. The way this will work, guys, is Justin Morris is one of the contestants uh, from Lexington, Illinois, Hudson. not too far from here. Well, Hudson. I had it as Hudson, but it was incorrect. It's it should be Lexington. Is it Lexington? That's what he said. Okay. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so Justin's from Lexington, uh, Central Illinois, uh, and since is- that. We're gonna have CK play for him since you're since so CK's out of you're state out of the area, yeah. so we don't want anybody thinking there's anything going on there. Right. Um, and then Stephanie Ruskinoff, I hope I pronounced that right, from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, she's a contestant, and Chris, you're gonna be playing for her. We got this, Stephanie. Let's get it. And then Steve, oh, Stephen <laughs> on, Imes, CK. Stephen Imes from Chicago. I'm going to be playing for Stephen. So oh, man. I got Stephen Imes from Chicago. Chris, you got Stephanie from Toledo, Ohio, and CK's got Justin Morris from Lexington, Illinois. So this should be a lot of fun. And each Taking one of us, is down. Each <laughs> each one of us put in our list of the 16 killers because the way this is going to work is um, uh, we're going to go over the rules here in a second. But the prizes are going to be amazing, okay? Everybody of the three is going to get something cool. Third prize, so third place, assigned eight by ten of us, a copy of the new book, and a few stickers. And second prize is a shirt, assigned eight by ten, uh, the new book. I hear the 920 in the distance. I hear it, too. Uh, And a few stickers. Yeah, we could hear it. And then the first prize is a co-host spot on a murder segment with us. Chris, they get to pick Ooh. the topic out of a list we'll give yeah, we'll them. We'll give they you a little pick list, one. which one do you want to do, and we'll do that one. We'll and do own. that one. And you're even own. if they have one, I'm going to even go as far as say, if they have a suggestion that we don't have, we would be at like, least put it, consider it. Be like, can we do it? We can let, consider it. Yeah, we'll you know consider what I'm saying? it. But... Where they are going to be on the show, we'll Skype them in or Messenger. Uh, they'll be on the show, and they get the shirt, the eight by ten, the book, and the stickers. So, oh. hell of a prize for all three. So, you're not going to be, be paid bad. to be on the podcast. 
None of us are getting fucking paid. That's for sure. That's so, we don't get paid. No, we should don't get paid. That's right. So that's that's just want to be real clear in case anybody's thinking they're getting like a check because that's <laughs> not going like, to happen. Hold on. You might I get, get you, you, you We'll get send a you a bill. We'll send you a bill. No. So every You'll time get a this... check, but it's going to fucking bounce. <laughs> just like yeah, the fucking Ray Culture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so each one of us submitted our list of the sixteen killers, and then we ordered them one to. 16 so we're calling that the slaying 16 that's the first group of eight matches with a killer uh going at it against another killer like our cage matches but what's going to happen here is we're going to i wanted to come up with a way to do this where it was totally random okay so the way we're going to do this is right now chris shawback on your phone what is the temperature at this moment here in hayworth illinois Shit, my phone's at 78 degrees, bro. No, that can't be. Oh, wait, that, that's my battery Celsius. percentage, bro. Oh, <laughs> you fucker. What is the temperature in Hayworth? I was going to say, what's that, Celsius? <laughs> right. That's my, that's my battery, shit. <laughs> 44. 44, okay. So if God it's damn. 44, that's an even number. And the way the rules work is if the even number is the, is the temperature, then the second killer in the match is the winner so the way this will work is we've got these eight matches so the very first match guys is john wayne gacy versus richard speck so because the second name is the winner speck beats gacy in the cage all right oh man that's a fucking i know so gacy's out right out of the box man all right all right all right so then you got ed gein and lucas versus henry lee lucas means Lucas wins, which I see. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one that, I mean, is like legit, like you think that could be, you know, if, if, if we were doing these for real, like the way we do it, you could totally see that, yeah, that, that right. would kind of work. Um, so Henry Lee Lucas is the winner. Uh, Richard Ramirez versus Carl Panzram. Now, of course, Panzram would destroy him. And, oh, yeah. and he is the winner and he anyway. He is the winner. I mean, that makes a whole shit. So this next one don't make no damn sense to me. No, Joe <laughs> Matheny versus H. H. Holmes. So H. H. Holmes beats Matheny because he's the second he, name he, in the contest. So he's fucking. But maybe it's because Matheny fucking was looking for some barbecue Dude, and he walked into Holmes one of them is damn smart. rooms. Yeah, he walked Holmes into one of Holmes' fucking rooms and was like, That's oh, right. shit. Yeah, Holmes is a smart so, motherfucker. He just out-connived like, fucking Matheny, man. Physically, Matheny's probably just going to fucking frog splash him, though. Yeah. <laughs> now, Son of Sam and <laughs> Eileen, splash. the fifth match... Son of Sam versus Eileen Warnos. Eileen wins. She, Eileen wins, and she would have legit she, beat his ass, man. They both use guns, but she's like quicker yeah, on fuck the draw. That. Homie. Son of Sam's a pussy, <laughs> yeah. man. Eileen, Eileen just tough I'll, fucking bitch, yeah, man. I wouldn't fuck with that bitch. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> now you got Jeffrey Dahmer versus Arthur Shawcross, and Shawcross wins because he's a second name. But I think that's legit. I, I, I do I mean, think Shawcross is pretty tough, man. Dahmer wasn't. Like, you know, I mean, he was a fucking like we talked about earlier fucking he fucking prostitute killer but Dahmer just fucking went out and found dudes and yeah. basically the same thing they're just male prostitutes I, sure i mean if you yeah. think about it yeah but i think uh shaw cross is more aggressive and more fucking uh physically yeah he was in of, nom too he's a pretty right. tough dude 
Um, uh, the seventh match here, almost nope. done. Dean Coral versus Albert Fish. I definitely don't see Fish beating Coral I legit. No, but in this match, that's how it is. So maybe Dean was sick, or he maybe. tripped and fell, and fucking <laughs> maybe Fish Dean shoved the fucking cotton ball up his ass and lit it on fire. I don't know <laughs> because Coral just like went and rolled over and went back to sleep. He's like, "You're not a 16 year old boy, so fuck right. you." And yeah, Fish it's is hard like, to well, say. I'm just going to kill you and fuck you anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. And put his buttocks in a frying pan like Grace Bud, you know, or some shit like that. And the last one. The last one is definitely legit. Pee Wee Gaskins versus Belle Gunness, and Belle beats his ass. Beats his, she's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. It'd be funny to see her and Warnos go at it in the last match. <laughs> Dude, I would, that would, that be, would sick. be so classic. That would be yeah. sick. So there we go, guys. Our first group of eight. We got Richard Speck beating Gacy. Henry Lee Lucas beating Ed Gein. Panzram beats Ramirez. H.H. Holmes beats somehow beats the somehow, fucking mountain dude. Joe Matheny. Eileen Warnos k- kills son of Sam. Arthur Shawcross beating Dahmer. Somehow fish beat Coral. Yeah, that's and you know it's funny Coral and fish kind of a funny coral fish. Oh <laughs> shit coral on fish. Yeah, and then of course the mighty Bell Gunness beats old little Pee Wee Gaskins. <laughs> God, so damn. legit would have beat his ass. So there we go. That's our first <laughs> round. So what we'll do is we'll. Uh, We'll compile these and see, um, you know, where we're standing. But what will happen is because we rank our our numbers 1 to 16, uh, so whoever has that number one of the three of us will win. And then if neither of us us has it, then we would go to our number two. And however it worked, we'll see how we, we, uh, who got the highest score. My number fucking goddamn two's out already <laughs> gone so so <laughs> that's bullshit. it so it was an even number and so next week we're going to have the remaining eight uh known as the hateful eight going at it in the steel oh, no. cages my number one's still in i got my list right here my my number one's out all right my number one don't one's say out. what it is but you can say that that's fine I got to look at mine. Yeah, I, I typed them all in, uh, I, and I didn't look at them. I just I just put them all in there, so they're officially on the list. But um, but I haven't looked at them yet. I want to be oh, I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised. My, my number one's still in. That's cool. I don't know if mine is or not. I don't remember uh, who damn. I picked. This so, is actually kind of cool. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so next week we'll have four matches with the eight killers, and we'll keep going down until we're a final match, which will be the last week of the month. And by design, Chris, we're a little smarter than we think. We got a very special episode coming up. The last match How the fuck or the are last we smart, dude? the last uh, <laughs> podcast of the month with our buddy yeah, Brian, Brian Ward. Ward from the fucking goddamn Dark History and Horror Con. Yeah, Brian's <laughs> a great guy. We had Brian in here before. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Brian's going to talk to yeah. us about the Dark History and Horror Convention coming up in October. And he's a huge serial killer fan, but I stumped him with Zach Bowen. Zach Bowen. Well, That's I mean, the he's episode. not a serial killer. Right. But... He's definitely not a serial killer, but Brian's all about true crime. Right. And he had not heard of him before, so he was and excited to dig into a new topic, man. Dude, that shit, New Orleans got Dude. fucked up. You, when you told me about that one, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> right? I had to order the book right then. I've been reading the book. Actually, it's a fantastic called uh, Shake the Devil Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, man. So that's going to be a great one. And that'll be the final 
uh, week of the month, and that's when we will announce who wins March Mayhem. Boom. So Brian will be here with us for that. It's going to be killer. Well, guys, we definitely did plenty of fucking mayhem tonight. I think it's about time to hit that outro. What do you guys think? Yes, sir. That's some brutal shit, man. Vader. Jesus Christ. World of Hurt was the song, and those guys almost made me deaf. I uh, remember seeing them open for Creator in Chicago, and I've never heard a band that loud in my fucking life. It was ridiculous. I don't remember the loudest band I ever heard. Do you recall the loudest band you ever heard? Oh, yeah, easily. Motorhead. Oh, Motorhead. Okay. Uh, I think you you actually said that when you did Motorhead. You actually said that now that I recall, dude. Yeah, Black Sabbath would be my second, very close second, with Ian Gillen singing with him on the. Yeah, I heard that tour was. Born like Again was ridiculously loud. loud, really loud. I, I can't think of the loudest one, but man, I've been to some loud shows. Yeah, before. after that, they all kind of blur, but those two are the standouts for me. Right, right. Like, to the point where it was too much, you know? All right, now, CK, real yeah. quick. He's I'm sitting the, here. I got this box of cereal, you know, that we got, that poop like a champion. <laughs> and I'm it's just, the gift that just dude, keeps giving, I'm man. I'm just sitting here looking box at this is box great. of cereal. It's so serious. And I'm reading the, back, I'm reading the side panel of it. And you, you got to hear this, dude. <laughs> it says, uh, these delicious breakfast buds contain the dynamic digestive duo of soluble and insoluble fiber. For what? For pooping, perfection, for pooping perfection. <laughs> That's what. How you ask? Like this. Insoluble fiber creates bulk that gets things moving along. The soluble fiber, the mighty mover of the championship blend, absorbs <laughs> liquids to form a gel that make for a smooth and super ride to the finish. It can even slow sugar absorption. So step up, so step up to the can and can poo attitude with poop like a champ. What the fuck? Now, can you actually eat this stuff? Oh, yeah. oh no, it's real cereal. It's yeah. real cereal, it's, man. It's, real, it's a laxative cereal. Like, eat it. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm yeah. putting a it's challenge on. So you know, it'd be funny if we had I'm, like I'm, three boxes of that and had three people here yeah, on like, toilets. I'm, 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 I'm like, putting a challenge out. An update. I, I want to know if somebody of, could eat three three bowls of that stuff. Three bowls of that. Stuff. Hold on, dude. Check this out. The other side. The other fucking side panel. This box contains our winning combination of insoluble and, in parentheses, hooray, soluble fiber. <laughs> Now, be sure to enjoy it with plenty of liquids. That's because soluble fiber does its best work when teamed up with lots of water to create a smooth colon cleaning gel. (laughs) In fact, this much fiber with not enough liquid can cause further backups at your backside. So to poop like a champion, drink water like Drink so water like drink ch- water like a champion too, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Somebody's got. Somebody's got to do god, it. Dude. I just actually <laughs> happened to start looking at that. Like, 
This is fucking oh awesome. <laughs> Chris, wow. I, think, I, think you, I think you got to try it. Uh, <laughs> Man, I don't know. I already pissed a lot, and I shit a lot anyway. I couldn't even imagine eating that shit. <laughs> you imagine if we both had a huge bowl of it that did a show? <laughs> See which one of us had a shit first. It's which... like Matt Gasser Academy, bro. <laughs> I think we just get five-gallon buckets and just sit here and shit. I'm just going to sit on this oh bucket God. for the whole damn show. <laughs> Fuck it. Do you imagine <laughs> Jenny walking in here? She just opened the door up. Hey, go! What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, she'd be better oh, off being in there doing god, wedding dude, stuff and not hilarious. even knowing about this craziness <laughs> going on here. Oh god, some good laughs, boys. All right, we had a good show tonight. Always yeah, nice did. to have CK on through the uh, mer- the uh, metal mayhem and outro with us. Uh, so CK, great to have you here. Always, always. Uh, some good bumper to music here? tonight. Yeah, uh, great. Toxic, bumper. Vader, and Sepultura. Yeah, when I first fucking learned about this band Sepultura when I was like a teenager, I was like fifteen, sixteen. I called it. Sepultra. Yeah, I think one, of Joe, <laughs> one of Joey's friends calls it that Sepultra. Yeah, knowing 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 you how to pronounce it, uh, pronounce it. A lot of people called Sepultra. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. can see it. Just simple, but just simple Sepultura. Yeah, Sepultura. yeah. No, I, I like see when, that. I first, yeah. when I first started listening. It was like Sepultra. Yeah, I think everybody did it. You're, you're, you're not alone. That's All right, funny. Cool, cool. That's that funny. No, you're not. Even a, great metal, even a great metal motherfucker did it too. So. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, shit. That's all right. There's one chink in the armor. <laughs> <laughs> CK, of course, your intro music is by whom? None other, none other than Chrysix. Yeah, you're fuck yeah. Uh, the Murder Metal loves, Mayhem. Your son loves them. He does, man. They are really good, though, I got to say. Uh, Murder good, Metal dude. Mayhem intro music, Chris, by... Low motherfucking 12. There you go. And uh, <laughs> well, definitely... Wait, what did you say last week? Oh, shit. What did I say last I week? I thought he said low mother... Oh, did he say something <laughs> No, he, he had a different name. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Shit. I don't, I don't know. know. The dude. show's all blur together, man. I, I gotta go My back days and blur together, bro. But <laughs> 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 it had me fucking cracking up. <laughs> Check out SpellboundEffectsAndArt.com for their incredible online catalog of silicone body parts, hands, feet, heads. These new fucking heads with the hands through them are fucking crazy. Uh, thumb drives, aprons, cowboy hats. Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, if you dig Ed Gein and the warped fucking shit that we talk about, you're going to love fucking Dude, Spellbound check out Effects his and Art. Artwork, too. His not, artwork is yeah, amazing, not, not man. Not just the latex fucking. Uh, yeah, he's got some he's actual got art pieces. Art pieces that yeah, are they're really good. Amazing, dude. Really, really good. And he'll do custom shit, too. So check it out spellboundeffectsandart.com. Also, book your own tour, Seance, or the Jeffrey Dahmer Cream City Cannibal Tour at Shaker Cigar Bar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, America's Most Haunted Bar, Hangman Tours. Tell Bob where the metal man said, what's up? Oh, yeah. You know Bob will take care of him if they go in there and say he came there because Murder Metal Mayhem sent you. And if they go, they can go to that Bobblehead Museum. It's cool. Boom, it's right around Two the blocks corner. around. Yeah, it's right got, there. Got one of the, actually, the dumber bobbleheads right there in Shakers. Shakers. Yeah. 
Pete fucking gifted to Bob for yep. the bar. Fucking fuck yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. Shit. So uh, we're all about it. So go check out Shakers. Thanks to everybody out there listening. Mentioned earlier, CK, we got a big listenership in London, England, hitting that top 10. That's fucking awesome, man. Fuck so yeah. That's really cool. So we appreciate all the listeners, but definitely cool to see London show up on that top 10 cities listening. Uh, we continue to dominate, see how many of you guys are getting on uh, your murder on every week. So we appreciate it. Always good to see that. And it helps us, you know, do what we do. We enjoy it. Just keep fucking goddamn bringing the killing on. That's right. <laughs> bringing now, the metal on. Chris, you uh, get some good, yeah. we get some good comments here. You want to read that first one, dude? Uh, homeboy Roger Smith says, uh, awesomely brutal fucking podcast. These guys are super awesome and personable. Love CK and all his metal fucking knowledge. Nice. So, fuck yeah, Roger. Hell yeah. It's good to hear that Thank shit you. from you, brother. Yeah, that's I really cool, it. man. CK, what about that second one, man? Fuck yeah. Acacia Avenue 88. I believe that's a Iron Maiden reference. I would think so. Commented, you guys rock. Listening from London and loving this podcast. Nice. Cheers, mates. Nice. That's awesome. There you go. Cheers Acacia you, Avenue mate. with the Iron Maiden reference. And from London. So that's fucking cool. Uh, I'll read the third one here. Pedro Chico said, I've been listening to you since your first episode. I can't believe you guys are almost to 100. Here's to 666 more. That's fucking cool. Thanks, All Pedro. All I'm going to say is vote for Pedro 2020. That's right. That's right. <laughs> vote for Pedro. And then, uh, Chris, what's that last one, dude? Uh, Skulls and Dust says the Joe Callinger episode was my favorite so far. That dude is fucked. And... Yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> I, I think that was the most fucked up one you guys have done. That it's a bizarre, man. Fuck. Let me rub. That even fucking creeped me out. <laughs> Let me rub your pussy juice in my jizz. On my baby's <laughs> bare ass. Mm, and sexy then time. Dig, dig, the hole, dig in the dig hole. Dig in the hole. 20 foot hole. And, shit and jack off. And, yeah. Well, just that, to go in there and shit and jack off wait, on it. I mean, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Are you guys judging me right now? <laughs> Hold is that on. what you do yeah. in the in the Shawback Nation? Like, I'm only here on Tuesdays. You don't know what I do. The rest of the week I do. <laughs> yeah, by far, Joe Callinger. I gotta say, CK, I'm agreeing with you. Probably the weirdest of them like, all. So messed and up. And we've done yeah. some weird ones. Richard Chase you was another like I said, weird you've done one. Some fucked up shit. The Vampire at Dusseldorf. Peter Curtin. That's another fucked no, up one. Just this. Beyond fucked. fucked. Yeah. He's beyond fucked. I got to say, though, probably the one that creeps me out the most we're getting ready to do for the second uh, two-year anniversary, little Albert Fish, little tease there on that. Mm. We're going to do a feature on Albert Fish, the gray man, definitely. I've stuck needles in my up. body before. Yeah, scrotum oh, needles. No, no, I, I, no, okay. I did not say scrotum. I said in my body. <laughs> Well, body piercing. We'll get yeah. to that when we do the episode. I All will right. explain. You're going to put a needle in your scrotum on the show? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, baby. You want me to? Dude, all right. Check it out. No, I don't so, want you to do that. Uh, my homeboy like tried to get me to fucking take a fucking goddamn nail gun and shoot my scrotum to a two by four. Ah. I'm like, you know what I'm doing? <laughs> not that. <laughs> I'm doing not that. Was that for that. free? Was he going to pay you to do it or was it free? Oh, yeah, just like gonna, out of dare? No, he was going to pay me. Oh, wow. But okay. at the same time, yeah, I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, no. 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 You know what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Not that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Fuck that. 
Uh, don't probably forget. Have, air pressure probably would have blew the whole fucking head of the nail through. Yeah. And I just had a big old. Oh, like, come on. Well, now I get to fucking put goddamn <laughs> zero gauge fucking loop through my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to all our episodes and bonus content. Dumb shit like you're hearing right now. <laughs> right. That's what's awaiting you there at MurderMetalMayhem.com. Also go to MurderMetalMayhem on the YouTube channel. And subscribe to that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Get Your Murder On and like us on Facebook. Join that 666 Club. We've been talking about it. Support the Patreon page, patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem. All these links will be in the episode description. So check it out. Uh, don't miss next week. We're going to feature the Mecklenburg Prison Escape. Another prison escape. They're, yeah. The prison escapes are fun. They are fun. And Tex will be here to go over it with us. It's going to be nuts. Uh, having inmates escape from death row, not a regular thing. And these guys got away with it for a little while. So pretty cool story. Very, very cool. I stumbled on it doing research for one of the other prison stories and love this one. This is good. So that that's next week. Uh, so we can't let him go without hearing a new karaoke song. Now, wow. I needed, for this particular song, I needed a real singer to help me with this because I wanted to do a duet because of the Ray and Faye episode. Right. So my fiance Jenny, she can actually sing. She does karaoke. That's how she met your sister, Stacy. Right, yeah, that's was how they doing, doing karaoke. karaoke. So, you know. Still be kicking it today. Yeah, and so... I thought, well, shit, I couldn't get Stacy on short notice because this was like the morning of, you know, like, like oh, oh, I want to do this. That's a good idea. So yeah. I didn't want to call Stacy at the last second because uh, she did it the last time we came in here and did uh, Love Shack yeah, and, yeah. See, and the did. Shot Through the Heart or whatever. You give love a bad name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, those I were fun. What songs they were, but I remember fucking Stacy coming and doing that shit. Yeah, well, that was the first time we did Love anything Shack. in I here. Remember, I didn't remember. Sh uh, you give love a bad name. Yeah, but I remember now that you said it. But I right. totally remember Love Shack. Yeah, well, it was fun doing that, and Jenny can actually sing. So we did uh, this song inspired by Ray and Faye. So crank it up, and until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And one fist writing fraudulent checks and the other one shooting your drifter friends in the back of the fucking skull. They say we're young and we don't know. We won't find out until we grow. Well, I don't know if that's all true. Cause you got me and baby I got you. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. They say our love won't pay the rent before it's earned. Our money's all been spent. I guess it's so we don't have a plot, but at least I'm sure of all the things we got, babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got flowers in the spring. I got you to wear my ring. And when I'm sad, you're a clown. And if I get scared. 